So before the rabbi starts, I just uh, also want to welcome everybody. Um, it really is surreal to see you all because it does make us happy. <laughs> it really does. So thank you very much for being here. Um, I sent out a bunch of messages on the WhatsApp today. I'm, we're not going to, you know, WhatsApp spam anybody after this, uh, but I just wanted you to all have the technical details that you need. Um, please be in touch with me anytime, you know, WhatsApp, or I'm sure you all have my email too. And if for some reason you're not on the WhatsApp group yet, um, send me a, you can send me a message on, on here and we'll figure out how to get you added. Uh, we are going to start on time, and so without for, further ado, I will uh, hand things over to the rabbi. Okay, so I'll just give you a chance to let the last people in the in the uh, waiting room in. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, just a quick review of one of the two two major points of yesterday. One was the um, mistaken perception that bitachon means that I have confidence that when there's an ambiguous situation. The outcome is always going to be the good one rather than the less than good one. That's a mistake because we don't have prophecy. And the other thing I just wanted to remind us of is the second to the last paragraph in section Aleph. Again, here we're going to have the interaction. We're going to find the interaction between emuna and bitachon is that you need that emuna to be able to have that bitachon that there's no that things aren't happening because of coincidence, which is how the second uh, section bet is opening, and that's <coughs> what we're going to pick it up. We're going to start from bet. Amur, as we have said before, achathi. They're really one, okay. But I'll make this. The the what what the Chazanish means is that emuna is the theoretical abstract principle of how you look at the world, and bitachon is mabat shel hamaamin alatzmo. Bitachon is an inwardly directed thing. So emuna is how do I look at the world, and bitachon is how do you conduct yourself as an individual. If you want to talk about it, the the, the relationship would be one of the theoretical versus the practical. And he's going to give you some, he's going to, he's going to clarify that. You know, we have, we have halacha, okay? There's a, you know, there's, there's a halacha about cooking on Shabbos. And you know that there's such a halacha. But the rubber hits the road when you're in the kitchen and you have to do something. Okay, there's halachas about putting on tefillin. You know all the halachas. But at the end of the day, it has to be turned into practicality. So emuna is the theory, and bitachon is how I behave in the real world when there's a practical situation. And that's what he continues. Nakal liot boteach b'sha'ah she'eni kar ha'tafkid shela bitachon. It's very easy to be a bal bitachon when bitachon has no role to play in your life. There's no practical uh, uh, issue. Achmak kasher, but it's very difficult. But when bitachon is needed, when the when 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 there's the call for bitachon, then it's very hard to have it. Then it's nekal, it's easy. It's very easy to broadcast, to broadcast bitachon 
through your lips. When the bitachon is theoretical. It's easy to talk bitachon. Rak kemit aneg al dimyonot mazhirim umesamchim. He's delighting in a fantasy world. Okay? That it's dimyonos, fantasy world. When you see these words in the Chazonish, it's important to remember the famous opening line of Rabbi Sol Salanter, that Adam is is chavshi bedimyono ve'asur bemuskalo. A person's imagination can run anywhere you want. You can fantasize everything. But logic and reality is locked. Two plus two is always four. But you can fantasize yourself to be a Chafetz Chaim and never talk Lashon Har. One is a fantasy and one's reality. So he's saying that people can sometimes be mit'aneg al dimyonot, mazirim v'samchim, brilliant fantasies that are making you very happy. Umerov hayamim humat'et atzmo. And by doing this for a long time, you can even fool yourself and certainly fool other people. That you could fool yourself into thinking that I'm even better and at a higher level than my peers in the quality of bitachon. But the reality is, but really, all you're doing is you're using this mida of bitachon, this fantasized mida of bitachon, You recognize the word hatavat chalom means when you have a bad dream. There's a there's a a, a, a procedure of hatavat chalom to turn the dream into something good. So he's saying you can dream and have wonderful sweet wit. We talk about sweet dreams. Hatavat chalomot You can have very sweet, very pleasant dreams on the future, which is very unknown. So a person confronts an unknown future, and he fools himself into thinking that he's a Baal Bitachon, and, oh, I'm very comfortable with my fantasy vision of the future. So where's the test to see whether you're talking Bitachon and you're thinking and feeling Bitachon are aligned or they're disconnected. How do I test that? Ha'ima boteach be'emet, is he really a bal bitachon? O'ach lamed l'shono l'tzavtzef bitachon bitachon. Or you just taught your mouth to talk, to chirp. L'tzavtzef is to chirp. Bitachon, bitachon, bitachon. Belibo lo konenehu. But in the inner part of your heart, you haven't acquired that real mida of bitachon. Where do we, t- where does the rubber hit the road? Where's the test? You confront a situation that requires bitachon. That's when you're supposed to be guided by bitachon. And it's there to repair the real challenge, to heal you, and to weather a crisis. When you have a difficult situation, do you turn to Bitochon and have confidence that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the show? Or it's exactly when you're confronting a difficult situation. And when you need to have Bitochon, and at that moment... You don't turn to the 
you don't access your Midas Habitachon, but Panail Rehavim Vishate Zahav, but you turn to false promises and things that are just are leading you in a false way. El Emtsaim Migunim. You try to undertake all kinds of methods to solve your problem that are not very nice, the tachbulot shav, and, and, and efforts that really have nothing in them. And we're going to have some very concrete examples of this in a minute. All right, so again, he's saying, it's very nice to talk bitachon. You know, the, the test comes when you need to have bitachon, when you're in a very difficult situation, what's your response? Is your response, oh, I got to solve this problem and you're all over the place? Or are you calm and serene and saying, okay, I have to behave responsibly, but I know that HaKadosh Baruch is running the show and I stay calm. And now he's going to expand on that. And let's go into section Gibble. Here he's going to describe a real life situation and everybody should pay attention because we probably are guilty of it ourselves and or we probably see people who behave this way. Ruvain, Ish Musari, it's a very ethical person. Zimrata bitachon al dal svatav. He's always, dal svatav, from the word delet, is always flowing from his mouth. The idea of bitachon. Tamid megane rova hishtadlut. He always talks about people that are making too much hishtadlus. Where's your bitachon? Why are you making so many, so much effort? He's always criticizing the people who are so engaged in their own livelihood, all that ishtadlis, and we're talking here about a person who himself is very successful. He runs a store, and his store always has customers. He doesn't have to make great effort. He, things go are going very smoothly for him. And he talks bitachon, and he condemns people who do too much ishtadlis. He loves this bitachon. Bitachon is smiling at him. And he named all of a sudden we become very surprised. This Ruven who is supposed to be the big Baal bitachon, all of a sudden he's whispering and, and, and talking. How do I undermine the plan of my friend? What's the plan of his friend? My friend wants to open up a store down the block that's going to sell the same stuff I'm selling. It's going to be competition. And all of a sudden he's very sad, very depressed. In the beginning, he just keeps it to himself how upset he is. He's embarrassed to tell people how nervous this competitor is making him. Because people are, he's going to be, he's going to, going to, people are going to look at him in a very downgraded way. Hey, you're the big Bobby Tocher. What are you getting so upset about? So in the beginning, he's embarrassed to talk about it because he doesn't want to look bad in the eyes of his friends. But eventually, he's so agitated that he even loses the shame. He loses that mida of embarrassment. He starts overt hishtadlus to undermine, to, nullify, to, to, to negate, to, to try to... To, to nullify, to, to undermine 
the plan of his friend. And he keeps going until it becomes even dishonest. It becomes corrupted in the way that he's behaving. And his shame melts away. He loses all shame. He does overtly, really very um, uh, um, conde- uh, actions that should be condemned. Low-level activities in the, uh, uh, that everybody could see. And this competition now becomes public knowledge. And now everybody's talking about the competition between Ruvain and the neighbor Shimon who wanted to, who's opening up a store down the block. And he can't, he just doesn't know any shame. And he invents all kinds of arguments and reasons. Asher b'sheker yisodam. Fundamentally, it's not correct reasons; they're lies. Kidei lahatzdik et masav to justify himself. And more than that, od mitchakim lohosif biurim chadashim libakarim. And not only that, he starts adding shekol mashem mitcharen neged reeyu hu l'shem shamayim. This is l'shem shamayim. I'm doing this. Ve'al pi torat hamusar. I'm doing this. Because it's correct. It's Alpi Halacha. It's Alpi Musr that I should be doing this. I'm doing it out of Frumkeit. And he even starts believing his own propaganda. And he can even trick some of his friends who are not that smart. Or smart people, but they love a good fight. They want to get into a good fight. And of course, who right away gravitates towards him? And of course, he had, he's a magnet now for people who love a good fight or the people who love Lush and Hara. So they're right away involved with him, stirring up the pot. The Hasatan, the Yetzir Hara, the Satan, Matil Shalom The Satan usually tries to create machlokas. But among these guys, all of a sudden, you have a miraculous harmony. They're all working together. And they build a fortress of fights, a fortress of conflict. Loshan Hara, Rechilus, Sheker, Sinas Chinam, Marichei And this goes on for a long time. Now we're going to shift gears. This he does says in two lines, but he's being he's alluding to something very, very serious. And that is right now we talked about Ruvain, who's bothered by the competition of Shimon in business. But this line says we also find the same dynamic in spiritual matters. In very murky issues. We find the same dynamic when there's sometimes a person feels threatened on a spiritual level, whether it's a competing shul or it's a competing yeshiva or it's some kind of a, a competition ideologically. All of a sudden, again, we find the people who talk, bitachon, 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 all of a sudden they take the role of Ruvain in creating machlokes and justifying it, l'shem shamayim, and if 
we want to understand what the Chazanish is alluding to, it's Kedai to take a look at the introduction to Sefer Bracious of the Nitziv. Today it's very famous. The first time I saw it, it was I, the first time I saw it 50 years ago, it wasn't very famous. Today it's very famous that it's even his introduction to Sefer Bracious when he talk, when he talks about the destruction of the Second Temple because of Sinas Chinam. So he says they were all tzaddikim. They were Torah year that Limut Torah, all of the, the mitzvos. That's what the Gemara says. So where was the problem? Says the Nitziv, anybody who had a different hashkafic outlook, they considered him a tzeduki v'apikoros. And that was a machlokas there ideologically. And the language of the Nitziv, God can't handle these kinds of tzaddikim that just because somebody disagrees with you, you create machlokas. And that's what the Chazanish here is alluding to also, that it's not just in business that people can, can be bothered by competition and lose their sense of bitachon and behave in a way that's inappropriate. But even in spiritual matters, you can have the similar thing. Okay, so we're going to leave it at that. We're going to pick it up with Dalin. And again, he's going to expand this into more practical. So far, this was the first glimmer of practicality. The next two sections are going to have much more practicality. Okay, so that will that'll be it for today. And we'll again we'll pick it up with Dala tomorrow. I can stay online if people want to ask me any questions, but Donna, you can stop the recording.